Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You are listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. This is episode number 35 and today's guest is Amanda Schaefer. She is a softball coach and she's teaching young girls to kind of deal with the mindset, which is all about, you know, when you're in sports and kind of deal with all the self-talk and all that stuff. But we talk about her three first launches and the first one was a beta, which did really well considering it was something she did during bbd live and the second one well didn't go so well and third one she nailed it and she's sharing a really golden juicy nugget right at the end of the episode so stay tuned and listen to the entire episode have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Westgar, and today I'm joined with Amanda. She is a uh, softball coach, so this is uh, definitely a different niche than anybody else I've been talking to. So this is going to be interesting. Welcome, Amanda. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. So you have a program that you call Fearless Fast Pitch or Fearless Warrior both. So my product is Fearless Warrior Tribe. It's my flagship program. And then the parent company is Fearless Fast Pitch. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, why don't you just kind of give us an overview of, you know, who you are, what you do and how you help them? Sure. I would say in a nutshell, I have been a softball coach for the past eight years. I have been a softball umpire. I've played myself. I've coached summer select ball. I manage a high school program here in Nebraska, and I give lessons to anywhere from 30 to 40 girls in any given year. And I recently launched the Fearless Warrior Tribe. So I am a mental skills coach. I help softball athletes learn mental skills to overcome their fears, unlock more confidence, and just perform better under pressure. So this is very new to me. It's not Mm -hmm. new to the sports arena. Mental skills has been practiced and around. So I am excited about my mission. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for five years, so this isn't my first go around with the business, and it's been exciting to see what it looks like to be a digital CEO. Mm, Awesome. Yeah. Uh, But you still have a full-time job as well, right? I do. Yeah. I work full-time in marketing, and I have worked for a lot of different small companies. I am currently at an orthodontic office, so I get to sell braces basically <laughs> that's definitely something different that's for sure yeah <laughs> um but you talk about that you kind of help these girls you know with their mindset and all that stuff that's also something that we see a lot in marketing as well or at least you know we are both in bbd so 
we see that James is really heavy on this part. Um, do you feel like that you can use some of this, that the teaching these girls for yourself as well, or is it just specific towards what they're doing? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of overlap. I think that our world is becoming more in tune with mental awareness and just knowing the difference between mental health and mental performance. And when we talk about mental performance, it's things that we're trying to be better at. So you're trying to increase your ability to be an entrepreneur. You're trying to increase your ability to be a softball athlete. And a lot of those things are similar beliefs. So when we talk about reframing, that's super valuable. And the cool thing about this is that these girls are getting to learn some really cool, impactful techniques mm-hmm. with the vehicle of softball. So they just think that they're doing this for the purposes to be a better softball athlete. And right. I am so excited for them to use these five and 10 years down the road and mm-hmm. go, Oh, she was on to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's impacting them for their lives. Yeah. I mean, that is such a great gift to give. I mean, being able to, influence them so early on and you know setting them up for a lifetime basically it's uh yeah it's amazing yeah I just recently had a grad student out of Pennsylvania she's been helping me with a few projects she made a great comment and she said Amanda would you wait to teach a girl how to pitch until she was in high school no well, then why would we wait to teach them mental skills? I mean, these are some really easy skills like visualization and breath work and self-talk that if you can teach it at a fourth grade level, let's Mm -hmm. empower these girls. So it's been really exciting and really eye-opening at the same time. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, But let's just kind of talk a little bit how you ended up in this kind of, you said you've done it for eight years, but how did Mm -hmm. you get into this softball game and you know, getting into being a coach? Yeah, that's a great question. I never really had plans to coach. It actually happened on a whim. My first ever coaching experience, one of the head coaches of a team here in town decided to pursue his master's and it tied up a lot of his time and they approached me to take the team over. And then within a few months of taking that team over, I also got offered another coaching position with a high school here in town. And it, it was I was hooked. It's the strategy of the game and being around the girls. And it was a way for me to continue my softball career in a unique fashion. And I haven't been able to say no since these opportunities keep coming. So I'm going to keep pursuing them. So you really enjoy this. I do. Yeah. Yeah, It's my passion. And, And just a little side note for your listeners and anybody that's listening to this. My first entrepreneurial journey was actually with marketing. And I tell people this all the time that when I started my previous company, it was a sales and marketing consulting firm. And I did a lot of freelance projects and I was really good at it. And I had a few large clients and then a few smaller clients. And what I found was two things that I never wanted to run an agency model, a marketing agency is something where you're only able to scale beyond yourself. And I wasn't wanting it to be become a business of a team. I wanted it to be something that was self-sustainable for myself. Mm -hmm. And the second thing was, is I didn't ever jump out of bed, super excited to go market other people's businesses. And so that was a huge aha moment. One of my mentors actually sat me down and said, Hey, you know, you're working on your business. You're doing marketing for other people. What if you treated your softball coaching 
like a business? What if you actually treated your pitching lessons like a business? And from that moment on, I completely looked at it differently in the fact that I could be successful in a business serving other people and making it a side hustle income that's making an impact in my life and the ability to scale and grow it without having the pressure of it being full-time has been Mm -hmm. a really big blessing to me. Yeah, I can imagine. But like you said, you're juggling this with a full-time job and you know, how is it to kind of keep that schedule? I mean, I know personally I see that as a struggle because I've done this, uh, doing this myself actually, building a business and having a full-time job and kids and wife and all that stuff. So how do you deal with that? Yeah, I would say that my biggest thing that's helped me is compartmentalizing everything. I think um, we talk about, you know, is your life like the spaghetti and it's constantly mixed around on the plate or are you compartmentalizing your life like a tackle box? And one thing that's really helped me to be more efficient is that I am where my feet are. So if I'm at my nine to five job, which is quite grueling sometimes that if I can pay attention there and give it my best effort there, then that's what happens within those hours. And then once I clock out, if I'm headed to the softball, then I'm fully devoted to my softball girls. And that's really helped me transform my relationship with my softball girls too, because we show up for practice and I tell them, as soon as you lace up your cleats, you're here. School can't touch you. You can't check your phone. Nobody's emailing you for the next two hours. You could just be here and space out and have fun and enjoy softball. And if I'm preaching that to them, why not use that in our own lives? So the same thing could be said, you know, tonight I'm going to tuck my two-year-old into bed. And for the next 30 minutes, we just get to hang out and read books and I get to kiss him goodnight. And if I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, thinking about my to-do list or answering an email, I'm not fully committed to where my feet are. And that has just been huge for me. Hmm. But it can't be easy all the time, though. I mean, trying to run a business, the, the, the business doesn't operate necessarily on the hours that you kind of set for yourself. So right. it's easy to kind of get distracted. And like you said, checking that email, doing something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things, too, that I've said that's been helpful is when something demands your time and it and it flows into another category, if it's something that I can answer and shuffle off of my plate within five minutes, it's easier to just shuffle it off your plate and get it done. And if I can't do that, then I'm either going to delegate it or postpone it. And that's been huge too, that, you know, there are some things that I wish that I could be more consistent on, but that's where hiring a VA and hiring grad students to help me, Mm. they love helping me. And it's giving me a sense of, I really don't have the bandwidth to do this. So hiring a VA is the next best way to multiply my time. Mm, Yeah. And I mean, just, already you're hiring a VA. I mean, I would think that this is a lot of people who's maybe doing their business full-time are not even thinking about hiring a VA. So that's pretty awesome. How did you get to that conclusion that, you know, I need some help and I want to start that now, even though maybe the funding is not there. How do you get past that? Oh my gosh, totally. Um, And I was against it. I thought, man, how do I afford to, to pay somebody to you know, when I could be doing this, but it was kind of an aha moment. I was sitting on my couch at 1am and I'm, I'm cracking away on my laptop. And I thought I am sucking at my job when I have to wake up at six, 
go to my job, work eight hours, and then I go straight to coaching and then I'm tired and I just want to go to bed. And then I have this pressure of, well, I'm going to have another night. Either I don't get this work done for my business and I don't make any income or I hire a VA and multiply my time. You know, you, I look at my last launch and I go, yeah, is it worth paying somebody $500 to make four grand? Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't have gotten done. I wouldn't have launched. I wouldn't have, you know, brought in, you know, the launch of sticking to the calendar. And I think when you bring somebody else into it, it's almost more motivating to stick to the calendar because if you tell somebody else, Hey, we're launching on May 1st, then they're also in it to help Mm -hmm. you and you're paying them. So it's almost more motivating for me in that. How do I look futuristically to pay for this VA, not retrospectively? And that's been huge too. Mm, That is very true, actually. And what kind of tasks did you kind of give away to the VA? Yeah, she's... Yeah, she's really great with automation. So she helped me with all of my pipelines and just that second eye on things. Um, We just had a meeting last night and just a second eye to say, what do you want to do? What are you good at? Um, I don't know if you would call this a VA, but the grad student that I hired, she has one project and her project is to help me do my Friday blogs and she loves it. And it's giving her great experience. She's calling this an internship and she logged hours and she loved, I mean, she, she reached out to me on Instagram. So I wasn't even seeking her help, but just clearing up that mind space to, Hey, instead of just growing my list, I delegated growing my list with my blog. Now I can focus on my launch. And now because I've delegated my launch, I get to focus on another part of my Ascension model and roll out the next awesome thing for my tribe. That is so awesome, though. Yeah. I really love that. And it's so good that you kind of already started this process already now, even when it's not even full-time. That's really Well, cool. and just even that it, it takes time. And I think in the right time and place, you'll know when to hire a VA. But if I would have hired a VA right when I signed up for BBD, I, I probably would have lost money. And so it's just simply by taking action and it'll come. You'll, you'll know what to outsource to your VA. You'll know what the next step is, but unless you're taking action, you're not going to know those. You just have to take action. Yeah. And I think when you kind of been in this for a little while, you kind of start to see where you can delegate these things. I mean, you probably don't know that right away. You have to go through a few hoops or take a few steps before you kind of know this, but eventually you will kind of see a clearer picture of what you need to delegate. I know that I did the exact same thing starting this podcast. I've had started one like, I don't know, three years ago before that. And it didn't work out. You know, I had to do everything on my own. I had to edit and the whole, whole shebang. <laughs> yeah. But this time around, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to do this on my own. I'm going to hire someone to edit it and I'm going to hire someone to write some show notes to it so that I don't have to do everything. So basically all I have to do now is kind of schedule it and yeah, I have to promote on a social and all that stuff, but it's such a relief to kind of not have to do it all by yourself. Yeah. And that's back to the mental side of it. It's just hearing you say relief. Those are some real emotions and Mm -hmm. nobody goes into business to be an entrepreneur, to bang your fingers against the keyboard and have black circles under your (laughs) eyes, you know? Nobody yeah, says, hey, that, that's, that's my not the intention, but yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid a lot of people end up that way, though. 
unfortunately. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the launch that you kind of just wrapped up. That was yeah. your first launch or was it? This is actually my third. So I did a beta launch. Okay. Yeah. and then I did a second and then this was my third of the same exact program. Okay. So how have you progressed from like the beta to this third launch? Can we kind of go back to the beta and kind of go, go through your journey to the last one? Yeah, I would love, I would love to do that. I love peeling <laughs> back the layers and I just, I think that's a, a key part of who I am. I just love inspiring people. And I, the one thing before I get into this, if you're listening is just, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just doing. And when you just do and you just take action, you can figure this out too. Um, and with my beta, what I did was um, for the past two years, I've been pulling together research. I, want, I wanted to teach girls how to be confident, but I didn't know what that looked like. So I actually have been working on this project. I thought it was going to be a workbook. Mm-hmm. And I had it all mapped out in my mind that I was going to build this glorious, beautiful workbook. And then I was going to sell it via email. And that was it. And I had this aha moment. And and part of that was at a BBD event. Um, yeah. I remember that, that one. <laughs> yeah. That's, if you could do whatever you wanted, right? Yeah. Like what would you do? And I just kind of had this aha moment that I never wanted this to be something that sat on the kitchen counter to collect dust. I never wanted this to be something that a softball parent brought to their daughter and said, here you go, Susie, I bought this for you. And then it gets shoved under her bed, you know? And so kind of reverse engineering that and, and figuring out, okay, what does this look like? And just going. And so what I did was I just sent a message out on social media when I was in California and I said, Hey guys, I'm at this business conference. I've been working on this project for two years. It's not perfect, but if you want to know more, I'm going live. I'll be on the beach. Come join me. And I launched it. Absolutely nothing set up. And I just told my audience that I wanted to serve them. And here's how. And this is kind of what it would look like. And I did the dang thing. And I had 11 people sign up. Um, And at that point, the price point was $179. So essentially, I just manufactured two grand on the beach. I'm, I'm literally on Facebook Live, just hanging out. You know, uh, the money came later and the PayPal links came later, but obviously, but still, yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, I just printed money. Mm -hmm. It was this weird, weird moment for me. I don't know. That's how you say a launch can be. I mean, it doesn't have to be all, you know, the bells and whistles and all that stuff. It can be just something simple as this. Like you just said, you had something that you were working on. You have an idea. You don't know what it is exactly, but still you can convey the value of it and, you know, get the message through and people will sign up. Yeah. Anyways. yeah. And even the aha moment, I, I'll forever remember this. I had just finished up the very last coaching call. It's a six week program. And I hopped off of our sixth call with those 11 girls. And it was like the most surreal moment of this project that I had been sitting on for two years just completed itself with the monetize before you make it in six weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was this moment of, I didn't feel like I was selling a sleazy PDF. I didn't feel like I was being a fraud or trying to pose as somebody. It was 
oh my gosh, there's something here. Those 11 girls are going to walk away better people and people want this. And if I can figure out how to make this better, it's going to continue to get better with each launch. And that, I mean, every launch I'm motivated to launch the next round. It's so fun. But what was it that made it not so sleazy, not so salesy about that launch? I, I think it was just, I asked these parents to send me a message. Hey, what does your daughter struggle with? And you know, I've told this story to other people as well. And I shared on my social media that as a pitching instructor, I ask people to review me and I thought they were going to review me and say things like, Amanda helped my daughter pitch five miles an hour faster, or my daughter hit a home run and you know, whatever. And every single Facebook review and just any comment had nothing to do with the physical side of the game and everything to do with the mental side. And so having that perfect alignment of, yeah, it's softball. Yeah. They want their daughters to be successful, you know, at their at bats and on the mound. But when it all comes down to it, I can help them be fearless and confident and empowered women. Heck yeah. Sign me up. And, and it doesn't matter what I was selling it was serving and it's just, it feels so aligned. And so I wake up every day and I go, Oh my gosh, I, this is my life. I get to do this. This is amazing. Yeah. So the shift has been at this moment and now everything that you kind of do, it feels like you said, more aligned. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's really awesome. So how did you go now from this, beta launch to the next one was it did you kind of obviously you probably stepped it up a little bit you didn't just kind of yeah do it on so this like is this, but... <laughs> oh my gosh this and oh my gosh I'm launching so this is what's crazy is peeling back the layers and just being completely candid and open and saying that my second launch sucked <laughs> yes <laughs> like, it's lovely yes <laughs> okay so yeah we're getting into the gold nuggets so yeah. the next launch um I thought I'm invincible. This is easy. I know what I'm doing. And I did a live launch Mm -hmm. and I got four girls. Okay. So 11 of the first one and four the second one. Yep. So I went from 11 to four and I actually doubled the price. Mm. And my initial thought was, oh man, this is too expensive. And, you know, I didn't portray the value enough. I think my messaging was off. Mm-hmm. I was trying to speak to the girls and the parents on different channels. And um, my cost per lead was almost $20. And so um, I didn't run a whole lot of Facebook ads, but even so it wasn't scalable. And the thing about the launch that was an aha moment for me was that I didn't show up. And as soon as I got out of alignment and it was all about, well, this is easy. I'm going to open my cart and the sales are just going to flood in. I, I got frustrated and I didn't show up and I didn't know what to say. And and it did feel salesy. And a really cool tool that I used was a book a 15 minute call with me. And I used a Calendly link. And that was on one of the last days of cart close. And a few people, booked them, 
but it wasn't clear what I was asking for. They thought it was a coaching call and it felt very salesy because, Hey, carts closing. Hey, carts closing. Hey, carts closing. And fast forward to this launch, I sent out the Calendly link on day one. And I said, Hey, I really want to meet you guys. And I get the fact that hiring a coach for your daughter, that's miles away and you can't shake my hand in person. I want to meet you. And I had so many people book calls and it didn't feel salesy. And, and it was a conversation instead of cards closing cards, mm-hmm. you know? And so my second launch, yeah, I just looking at my notes, even I did love the live video. I mean, that was fun and effortless, but I didn't show up as silly, true, fun, Amanda. And what coach is going to trust me to coach their daughters if I don't show up positive, right? Like Mm -hmm. who's going to hire a mental skills coach that is drabby, tired, and just grumpy, you know, and and not that I showed up that way, but I felt like I showed up that way. And I think it was evident to my audience. Yeah. The energy was probably not where it was supposed to be. Oh yeah. And I, and I don't believe the woo stuff, you know, I'm fighting the woo stuff. I can't uh, fight the woo. (laughs) Yeah. And so it was like this moment of like, all right, here we go. Launch three. I I'm going to play this game. I'm I'm sticking to the launch guide. I am, I'm going to show up and it freaking worked. Mm -hmm. So launch three, I did the Facebook ads. I did a three live launch process. Um, so I showed up and I knew who I was speaking to. I was speaking to the parents. They're the decision makers. And if I knew I was speaking to them, they're on Facebook. And so it was just this whole transformation of, okay, I know my strategy. I know my messaging. And I just showed up every single day and the sales trickled in each day. There wasn't a big you know, I, I added a card open bonus and I did the Calendly link, but it was steady throughout. And I actually caught myself midweek and I thought, oh man, here comes this urge again. I just, this launch isn't going well. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to hide it out. I can't wait till Friday. Just get this cart mm-hmm. closed. And I stopped myself and I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm looking at this from a launch launch brain, you know, the launch brain of you're looking at your launch and you're going, well, I followed the process mm-hmm. and it well, feel like it didn't the work. Process. Yeah. <laughs> screw the process and just show up. And what do they need to hear from me? And what I found out was I wasn't saying what dates the class started. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really giving them an inside look. I was sharing testimonials, but I just, I hopped on live and inside the group. And I just said, Hey, here are the dates. And this is what you get. And this is my office. And this is where we have calls. And this is what it's like. And yeah, what do you need from me to help convince your daughter to do this? And I just kept showing up. And I was me and silly and excited. And they loved it. Yeah. It sounds like you got real. I mean, you show the real you instead of trying to be the launch, Amanda. Yeah, the launch guru. They don't know what a launch, they don't know what a launch is. Exactly. Most of your audiences have no idea what a launch is. So true. Yeah. But I think, it, I think something that really changed for you was that from the second launch to the third launch is that you actually decided I'm going to talk, speak to the parents and then you kind of can narrow down all the messaging and get that all, you know, all right. 
instead of trying to speak to too many people or you know the girls and the parents and right. confusing the messaging and yeah i think that sounds yeah. like to me that that was like a big thing for you yeah totally well and it helps me on on my live too of who am i talking to mm-hmm. and i guess another thing that was could have been launch brain is that they recommend that you go inside of a group or that your launch is like a movie premiere and you really want people to sign up for a launch and have a launch ticket to go see this movie. And I made the decision to share my live trainings just inside my normal Facebook in my Mm -hmm. normal Instagram. And I think that was a moment of, I think we have to take a look at our audience for what they are. And I think if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to access other business owners, yeah, Zoom, Kajabi, all these, you know, Skype for business, all these places, their audience is used to that. But if you're in a really niche area, my softball parents are just on Facebook and the girls are on Instagram. And if they're there, then I need to show up there. Mm -hmm. And what I did was on my training, if I knew that I had this organic audience that I didn't have their email, I had to find a creative way to capture their email. So what I did was I said, Hey, I have this great PDF. Thanks for joining this workshop, which side note, I kept my workshops to 30 minutes because again, that's my audience. And I said, Hey, at the end of this training, if you want my implementation guide, I would love to email that to you, but I can't email it if I don't have your email. And then it doesn't sound salesy either because you're not saying, Hey, give me your email, subscribe to my emails. It's, Hey, I really want to send this to you, but I have no way of sending it to you. And I can't send it to you via Facebook messenger. So yeah, totally go to this link, put your email in. I'd love to send you this implementation guide to start using right after this training. And that was huge. Yeah. That sounds like a really good idea. So part of it is just being creative and not getting launch brain of, I have to follow this to a process. Take a step back, look at your audience, look at who you are as a person. And, you know, I, I feel like I followed the process fairly well and I was still successful. And yeah, I mean, you can bend the rules a little bit, but you yeah. have to know what the rules are first in order to break them. Yeah. I think uh, it's great to have a launch process, but you need to kind of adapt it to make it work for you and your business and your audience. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So how did this launch and what kind of numbers did you get out of this compared to one and two? Yeah. So my third launch, I tapped at 400 or 4,000 and I did a six day cart open and just really ramped up the affiliates. I ramped up how I was showing up. I grew my list. I almost doubled my list. So based on that, I had a four and a half percent conversion, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty good. My cost per lead was less than $3, which is huge. That's um, amazing. That it was $20 before. (laughs) Exactly. But the one thing I like to say too, is that as a softball coach, I work part-time coaching on the weekends and at night. And for the amount of revenue that I generated with this one launch for a six week program where we hop on a coaching call for an hour is the same amount of revenue that I would have to create with coaching in 12 weeks. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, you take 20 hours a week times 12 weeks, that's 240 hours to make what I could make in six hours. Which one am I choosing? Yeah, that's right? really amazing. <laughs> so it's, it's huge. I mean, it's scalable. But again, like going back to this, it's about serving and valuing your time in that, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not out here to just hustle and grind and launch every two weeks to get girls into this program. I really do believe in this program. And I feel like the price point is finally good because the parents see the value and they see the skin in the game. You know, if this was a $99 workbook or a $99 course, the likelihood of them completing it goes down. But if they're paying $400 for this, they're going to be on the calls and they're going to follow up with their daughter to make sure that she's following this program. And when they finish the program, I send them a swag box. I send them a t-shirt with a customized notebook and a little card that says congrats and stickers. Oh my gosh, they love stickers. So it's just been so cool to see if I would have given up You know, if I would have lowered my price, if I would have delayed launching, it's just through action that you realize, okay, you know, it's not a failed launch. You just have to keep launching. Mm -hmm. So did you consider that second launch a failed launch in a, when you were in the midst of it? Oh yeah, totally. Launch Mm -hmm. number two was a grind. I, I wanted to throw in the towel. I wanted to lower my price. I thought, man, maybe it should have made it a workbook <laughs> that'd be easier one and done yeah but now that looking back at it what do you see it still as a failed launch or do you have a different perspective on it um i think that the biggest thing that came from that launch was the learning and the the aha moment and not even the like oh i needed to do my facebook group differently or i needed to run my course differently, you know, the logistical stuff, it was all mental. The mm-hmm. mental ahas were far valuable than, than anything. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. So do you have any like last tips for somebody who, yeah, is about to launch for, you know, the first, second, third time? Yeah. I mean, I would say that if you pay attention to your energy, you pay attention to what gets you excited when you wake up in the morning, where does your mind go? And you know, the, the biggest breakthrough that I've had in the past year was when James asked me, if you could do anything, what would you do? And then you work backwards from that magical things are going to happen. And when I was running my marketing agency, I was trying to solve the problem of Amanda's income. And when you approach your life from that perspective, just go get a job. If you're just trying to solve the problem that you want to be an entrepreneur because you need an income, you're not going to last very long. If you approach it from the perspective of, man, I, I have a choice in this. I could do whatever I wanted. Then what would you do? What would you just jump out of bed be so excited. I mean, I could talk about this for another hour, you know, and, and it's episode. <laughs> yeah. So fi- find, find what lights you up. And if it doesn't light you up, really start to look at it from that perspective. And even from the day to day, there are still things that don't light me up. I, d- I don't like editing video. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't light me up, 
I'm outsourcing it. Right. Exactly. So there's just all these little layers of where's your energy, where are you putting it and what makes you excited to get out of bed every day? I love that. That's a great way to end this episode on. I totally love that. So how can people reach out to you or learn more about your programs? Yeah, I would say the most active place would be Instagram. And you can find me at Fearless Fast Pitch. I'm also on Facebook as well. And I tweet once in a while. So if you find me on Twitter, it's CoachAB. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I really appreciate you getting on the show and just sharing your experience with the launching. Um, I think it was some really valuable things there. And I love how you kind of ended this episode. So I just want to say thank you for that. And that's, that's what we got for you guys today. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. And, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out to Amanda and ask her on Instagram. I'm sure she'll be happy to answer any questions you got. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, Jen. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll talk soon and uh, see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.